You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, who runs the world? Girls? Where are we going? Podcasts take flight and Spotify in damage control. Stocks, we're here. We're back for another week. How are you feeling? Feeling great. Mamma mia, here I go again. My, my, how can I resist you? What have we got? We haven't talked much about Mamma Mia in a while, have we? Not since Liza Ratliff's departure. Yeah. For maternity leave, not gone forever, just stepping out. So women are calling the shots as budget titans. This is taken from an official press release from Mamma Mia. Uh What does it mean? Okay, so Mamma Mia, if you don't know it, is basically the leading independent female first platform, I think, of podcasting in Australia. And they did a longitudinal study, the state of Australian women. Interesting stuff from here, right? So the study found two-thirds of women across generations are managing a household's budget during our times of Cozzy Livy. Yeah. And as budgets tighten, it's women who are making a purchasing decisions. I mean, that's not earth shattering. No, no, no. This is, this is you know, anytime you see research on these sorts of things, particularly in marketing, when people look at the way people spend, families spend, this is pretty typical stuff. There's some interesting stuff though. Let's drill down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the only area where shared decision making is more common than women making all the decisions or most of the decisions, is home renovation. Mm-hmm. So that even includes things like home entertainment and auto purchase. Yeah. I'm shocked by that. Those two are, are particularly shocking to me. Having done some sort of work in this space before, I think that... Uh, agency guy. Yeah, yeah. Agency like, guy. One of the things, and you know, the, I would just want to caveat, this is... This is you know, broad strokes. These all, you know, this is like a sample size. This isn't representative of everyone, obviously. Like your own personal experience may vary. But something that they do say historically is that women have felt a bit more intimidated when it comes to going to uh, car dealerships or auto mechanics or those sorts of things. They feel like they're going to get condescended towards, looked down upon. You know, that's probably changing quite a bit. I dare say there's a fucking million people who know more about cars than me who are women. But I walk into somewhere and I'm a six foot four, maybe five. Well, male, maybe that, you know, maybe six, three, maybe, maybe six, maybe six, seven. Who's counting? There's no way, there's no way to tell in this audio first (laughs) medium that we find ourselves, but you know, maybe that carries some weight and maybe that sort of has an impact. So for whatever reason, you know, there is some data that shows that those sorts of situations, women would prefer to defer to, you know, husband, partner, friend to help them in those, in those sort of spots. I'm not going to name them yeah but we have a prominent female podcast and i was talking to them the other day and she had a quote for her car uh to be serviced that came in at eight grand and Mm. the car would be worth that's maybe a fifth of the car's cost when there were things like eight hundred dollars for a new battery yeah you could break down on the harbour bridge yeah holler for a marshal have no account you could join the nrma Uh and get their emergency 48-hour wave period and get a new battery for under $800. And I was like, oh, they skinned you. Yeah, They absolutely skinned you. Flip side of that, 
any mechanic could bullshit me. Any. Absolutely. Any mechanic. And I know it's happened. I had one guy who was really cool. If he serviced my car, he put all the parts he'd taken out in the passenger seat and where you put your feet. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> this is shit service. I want a clean car. But after a while, I understood. He's saying, I replaced these parts and these are the parts I took out. Now, I'll take them out of your car, but I'm just showing you. Now, yeah. could these parts have come <laughs> You're going to from- pay me extra to remove them from your yeah. car now oh. and clean the, clean the driver's mat. But could this just be a whole vaudeville act? Yeah. You know, could this be prestige? Yeah. I think most of us have no idea, right? Like there are some people who know quite a bit about cars. Good on you. You can probably walk into one of those places and feel pretty confident that you're going to be able to just, you know, question anything that comes up on the, you know, the line items of the invoice. But it's not me. A lot of these women feel the same way and- you know, maybe by virtue of being a man, if I walk in, it's going to be a different response to, you know, if it's a woman and they feel like they can probably take the piss. Yes. Back to the study. The study also found that health and fitness and travel and holidays were areas where women's intentions to spend more in the year ahead outnumbered intentions to cut back. As someone who may have dabbled in online dating in the past, uh, past year, yeah, a lot of women sort of put in their my goals for 2023, travel, travel, travel. Do you think that this is also, I mean, this is another one where I'm a little bit you know, unsure about this. We're coming off the back of a pandemic. Surely everyone's desire is to get out there and travel and see the world again. I mean, this can't be like exclusive to women. Very true. Very true. But I guess it's talking about who's controlling, who's who's controlling these decisions. Yeah, yeah. And it does, it does seem like it's women controlling these decisions in the average household. Yeah. And look, based on some of my, uh, how do you say, cuckold adjacent mates, mm-hmm. um, you talk tough and, you know, pretty tough when you're out in the pub, but most of my mates have no agency in, in any of these big decisions, except the renovations, maybe. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, if we're saying straight from the top that women control most of the household spending, then it stands to reason if we do want to go away for a trip, you know, if the family wants to do that or if you're in a relationship and that's what you're aspiring to, then the person who's who's making those decisions, you know, straight up can say, all right, here's our goal. This is roughly what we want to get to. So, Well, you're about to make a big move. We are. And you're going to go to the homeland of your wife. That's right, Scotland. Do you think she had a... Your wife had a significant influence in that decision? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously she's Scottish, but like my wife is is great with with money and she does do a lot of budgeting and, and, you know, she controls all of our sort of spending on food and and all of that kind of thing. And and the money sort of goes in. We have food, you know, every day. I never have to think about it. That's a wonderful thing. Um, If it was up to me, we'd probably be eating Uber Eats every night as like a last second, you know, terrified, oh my God, we've got to get something and we'd be broke. So quite frankly, I love this arrangement that we have. Yeah. It's what many men are looking for in their life partner. <laughs> yeah, whether or not Linz was looking for that in her life partner, I don't know. <laughs> so Holly Wainwright, executive editor at Mama Mia, says, she's done living a small life where she's at the bottom of her list of priorities. She wants to grab experiences, travel, maximize time, and the people she loves. She is the audience avatar for yeah. Mama Mia. It's a tequila shot of Carp DM after the tough years of life on hold. I think that sums it up. Mm-hmm. The press release also mentioned several new content announcements across digital formats on Mamma Mia based on these insights. So, look, interesting insights from Mamma Mia. Yeah, I mean, look, if they're using, if Mamma Mia are using this data to kind of, you know, think about the programming that they want to do and that sort of thing and it informs those decisions, I don't know, like, I don't think this is like relatively anything new in terms of predictable market data. 
I would say there's probably a lot more nuance and in the world of podcasting, maybe there are some really interesting kind of ideas and, and things that you would not expect that you could find from from you know whatever sort of surveys that they're doing to really inform the kind of programming that you're going to put forward as a, as a network like Mamma Mia. Yeah. All right, let's go into some more trends and future goals. So there was recently Radio Days Asia, which was a big podcast event where they talked about podcasting trends, news, and growth. You know, and one of the things they did was looked at the last 12 months and they looked at the future. Yeah, so it covers off some of the stuff we've been talking about. So Spotify cutting 200 jobs, 2% of the workforce due to lack of revenue. YouTube podcasting is coming to Asia. On-demand audio is now more popular in the US than live audio. Talks about some uh, in the UK. Podcast listening has grown dramatically since 2015. I mean, it's all a bit blah, blah, blah. This, and this is a Radio Asia event and you're quoting US stats, UK stats, you know, everything's up, more people listening to podcasts alone. It's like, you know, it is stuff that we've we've heard a bit before and, and there's been, you know, this trend going a certain way. It's going to take a little bit of time until things start to change. And obviously, you know, the big companies like Spotify are really changing the ways that they do things. So in the next six to 12 months, we'll see what kind of effect that's having. Yeah. And right. look, there's a reason we've chosen not to just keep going on all these podcast updates in terms of data and data and audience stuff because it's all kind of wishy-washy it's all about the interpretation of of this data right so everyone's kind of running off similar data that they've been sort of looking at there's been big alarmist stories about the future of podcasting and a lot of those kind of stories have been you know pushed by something like a news corp or where they don't you know they sell advertising on their newspapers on their digital properties they're not really in the podcasting game like they might have a few shows with some journalists there who want to do some bits and pieces but what they're trying to say by publishing those sorts of articles is hey advertisers Come the people here. are still here right this yeah. is where you want to be yeah and I think the big problem we've got with all this podcast data that we're seeing and why we don't focus on it too much is because everyone's really only reporting on their own data mm-hmm. and there's so much data out there and it's so because of the nature of RSS feeds it's so decentralized yeah. that no one does have all the data yeah it, that's why we take it with a grain of salt and don't overreact to a lot of this stuff but what I guess like you're saying what was interesting is Cridlin talked about goals for the future of podcasting and it's interesting to hear someone who's very learned in the space yeah very immersed and what he had to say again like some of these things they might not be that revolutionary in their ideas but like more shows people want to hear okay fair enough yeah what does that mean yeah more focus needs to be on the amount of time people are spending on engagement with podcasts rather than just downloads so this can be monetized which i think is is interesting yeah Yeah, this is the interesting one is it's so how are you engaging with the podcast, not just are you listening? If yeah. you're just trying to get away, and I think this is a holy grail for everyone, so can we just get away from downloads? Yeah. Can we have a little bit more nuanced metrics about how we look at podcasting? And interestingly as well, there's something that I was reading today um, which was sent through was Spotify has denied 30-second trick could make you rich, right? So in the world of music, what people do is they upload these songs and the way that the uh, sort of listen and, and the monetization model happens there is that if someone listens to the song past 30 seconds, then you cash in. So what people are doing is creating these 35-second yeah. songs and they're just putting them on repeat. And it's just and playing over creating and over these AI again. bots that will listen to a song for 30 seconds, 31 yeah. seconds, and then skip to the next song. Yeah, that's or right. Or repeat and repeat and repeat. And each repeat is considered a listen. So yeah. there's ways to game it. 
So, but in the world of podcasting, because I was thinking about that, like, could you sort of, you know, utilize that for your own nefarious needs or, or desires? But podcasting, I mean, he's spot on here. We should really be encouraging engagement. And if you've got something that's an hour long podcast and someone's listening to the end of that hour, week after week after week, is that not is that worth more than something that's like a, a seven minute news update in the morning? Like how do you kind of split up the pie for those yeah. sorts of shows? And look, three years ago, anytime we had a podcast and took to market, we had to look at Apple who has this data. It's a listen through rate. Yeah. And that was always considered how good a pop podcast was because yeah. if people listen through, if it's over 100%, it means people listen to the show more than once. Yeah. So we had shows at 108% and numbers like that. So Critland's last point is, and I think this is something we've been circling around recently, is that he's warning people not to hide behind these single platforms and paywalls. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of push from the major players whether it's Patreon, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple, to go behind a paywall yeah. or to have subscription content yeah. Yeah. behind there. And he's saying go the other way, which I, I firmly believe. Apple would be saying get behind the paywall because they make 30% on every single transaction that yeah. happens. So, of yeah. course, they would. So, to quote Cridlin, he says, the history of podcasting has always been open. New features can be added, including RSS, which keeps podcasts open. Be careful of the BBC model, English, which stations like Danish Radio have adopted as they are locking down content and have a closed model. The focus needs to be on the open podcast model because it helps growth. And I I agree with this wholeheartedly because podcasting, the whole thing about it is you and me, microphone, laptop, upload, anyone can hear it. And look, this is something that obviously Spotify is doing as well. You know, we, we talked about all these exclusive shows. What they're trying to do is open that up to other platforms now and move into more of an advertising model and say, great, if we've got this many ears across this show, we can just charge more of a premium on the advertising that we're, we're, that we're uh, running throughout these shows, right? Rather than just saying, we're going to get subscriptions in because they can only listen on our platform. Correct. Yeah. So open it up, open the taps. Yeah. Really cool story here. According to at Alan Brooks, who's the head of marketing at Buzzsprout, and this is like a niche little Twitter post, Delta Airlines, when you fly on Delta Airlines, Mm -hmm. as with most modern airlines, you get a TV screen on the back of the chair in front of you. And you can log in and watch all sorts of stuff, TV, documentaries, movies, uh, play games, etc. What... Alban Brook noticed was on Delta, they have a filter when you go to video called podcasts and it features two video podcasts. Now, they're both Spotify podcasts. One of them is the Rap Caviar podcast and the other one is a comment section with Drew Afualo. Is this the reason to actually stay with Spotify? Yeah, well, or catch more flights, I guess. Maybe that's a sort of little hack away around mm. it. But I, I mean, this is really cool. I think it's a way that podcasting is making much more of an impact on you know these traditional kind of media forms. And you think about the the in-flight entertainment on airlines. I mean, that's you know that's as old school as it gets. You've got three episodes of of some sitcom from that was syndicated in two thousand or in the nineties. You've got the old Smile High Club if you're on you know Qantas. Those little radio shows that they had where it was just little stand-up bits. They're kind of you know they're trying to find a way to create something purpose-built for their platform, which gives people the things that they love, but it's something a little extra that you get only when you're flying. So mm. you get that little special feeling. So four years ago, pre-pandemic, we had a lot of podcasts, our podcasts on Virgin. Yeah. And it was audio. So you go into audio and you'd pick jazz, 
classical music, whatever, or podcasts, and you can listen to some of our podcasts. But this is another level because I haven't gone into the music section. I've I've flown a lot this year. I haven't gone to a music section on one of those screens all, all time. But I have gone into TV stuff. And even I've watched TV stuff with subtitles so I can listen to whatever I want on my own headphones. So yeah, I don't right. think you're, wow, you're con- really consuming there. Yeah. Well, also, I know I fall asleep. I fall asleep within yeah. half an hour of, of any flight. So yeah, why bother? Put on one of those white noise things, bang, gone. Yeah. So for me, the audio side of what you can get on my screens is irrelevant. It's about the video side yeah. of what you're doing and everyone's got their screens on. Well, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, you know, 10 years ago, however long ago, those screens weren't what they are today. If you look around the cabin, mm. you're going to see every single person there watching a movie or watching and some And hopefully sort of show, not right? Idris Elba sitting in business class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is taking something which... The, the Rap Caviar podcast. Yeah, let's talk about what the, what's the Rap Caviar yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's, it's a really popular playlist on Spotify, which is... The, it's also a really cool social media account as well. Yeah, which is all of the latest rap music that's out. You know, they've created this show where they discuss everything that's happening in the, in the rap world and give a bit of context around, you know, what's moving, what's coming in, who the new additions are, who are the, you know, the old pros, who are the old vets here. What I don't know is, you know, can you watch this show elsewhere? Like My understanding is you can watch this on Spotify, so you don't need to shell out to Alan Joyce and overpay for a ticket to have this experience. But when you're up there, it'd be pretty cool to do. The other podcast, the the comment section with Drew Afualo, she's a massive TikTok star. Her podcast, the comment section, uh, recently became a Spotify exclusive. She's Hawaiian and look, she just seems to be an absolute phenomenon doing everything from like a content creator for the NFL. Um, she seems to be across the board and the comments section refers to, I guess, the misogynist and fat phobic viewpoints she yep. gets as yep. a color- colored woman on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Her comment section is so deep and full of sass. She actually then discusses, uses this as a jumping off point to discuss themes of racism, misogyny, bigotry and stuff that arise in her comment section. I love this idea of taking what's in your comment section and particularly you know, if you're someone who's a bit outside of the norm of what people are used to seeing on TV or media or whatever and turning that into a show and addressing some of that misogyny, racism, whatever kind of comes up because you know, we've got in this country at the moment, we've got a debate happening around the voice. Now, debate might be too polite a way to put it. There's a lot of hatred that's out there and it's really sort of a bit of a bummer to see. You know, you look through these posts and this is typical of the internet. It's been happening ever since it's been around. There's this kind of feeling of anonymity that exists and people feel confident and comfortable to say what's really in the deep recesses of their mind that they might not be comfortable saying to people, you know, face to face. So by taking those comments and actually creating a show around it and talking about some of those things that people say, they generally are pretty, uh, you know, they fall into some similar tropes and trends and you'll see very often the same sort of stuff come up over and over again. It's just a good conversation starter to talk about some of those things and, and debunk them or give them a little bit of a bit more thought than someone just throwing something up quickly online. Yeah, but this is also speaks into a time of recording recent US Open tennis winner Coco Guff. Yeah. Saying basically all you haters out there who th- thought you were pouring water on me, you were pouring petrol on yeah, me. Yeah, and it's, it's like I'm g i am I know I know your usernames, I'm coming for you. Uh-huh. And I thought that was brilliant. Uh, but it's, it's also brilliant, I think, that they've gone with uh, diverse voices. Delta's put two things up, and look, they're both very one, – one is Polynesian-focused yeah. and one is African-American-focused. Yeah. And it's great that they haven't just gone with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, absolutely. 
We'll get out of here on a bit of Spotify panic button. Uh, look, Spotify's been doing this tour de force for the last few weeks, talking about how it's it's okay, it's okay, everything's fine. Yeah. So C- their CFO, Paul Vogel, has been doing the rounds. He spoke at Goldman Sachs Communicopia and Technology Conference in San Francisco, which I didn't know exists. As we were sort of saying before, Spotify's been copying it. You know, the, the, their big billion-dollar play is, is maybe failing, all these sorts of things. And this is all share price-driven. Yeah. He's doing the rounds. You're going up to – you've got Goldman Sachs. You've got all the sort of San Francisco tech wonks, and you go and say how great things are going. So what did he say? AI DJ, Spotify's artificial intelligence-driven personalized guide. Oh my God, that's a mouthful. It's available in 50 countries and has been well-received. Now, you're excited about this. Are you using the AI DJ? Look, I've got to say I was really excited about it when it first came out because I thought like, Instantly, as I do with everything, what is the implications for podcasts, right? So I've been listening to this, and it's it's music based. It's it's not necessarily Pass working fail. for me. Yeah, pass fail. I don't know if there's a way to change the voice. I'd love to do that. I think one part of it is that it's an American voice. You'd like I'd, an English woman? I'd like an. And English I only say that because English everything sounds better when it's spoken by an English yeah. woman with an English accent. Everything sounds I mean, better. If they've got they've got these massive data sets, can we not just have someone that you know sounds like the country that you're in or whatever? Like it, it's just a very typical mm. sort of DJ voice, I guess. And second for me would be something like a pop. Westminster accent male as well. Yeah. Everything sounds better. Or just do a complete celebrity voice and you get to choose whoever you want Snoop and Dog. have them be your personal DJ mm-hmm. as you roll around. The other you know, failing for me is because of the children that I now have, a lot of the music that we listen to on Spotify is kid stuff and that has made its way into my AI recommendation. So we'll go from things that I have been listening to in the past and you say, let's go back to 2017. I'm like, oh, all these songs are fantastic. I hit skip once. Now I'm on a new set and he's gone completely for Do you kids. know what the solution to that is? Just pick my own songs. Pay more money to Spotify and then you can have different accounts for different people. Uh, How rude. No, I think that's rude. It should be like Netflix where I have one account uh-huh. and I have an account for different people within yep. my, my household. Listening? Yeah, that's right. So you, the algorithm works within yeah. that silo. Maybe the DJ can just say, who's in the car with you at the moment? And I can say, it's just me. Wouldn't that be cool? So play my taxi ride. Yeah. Brilliant. The other thing he talked about is the evolution in Spotify's podcasting strategy is now focusing on growing advertising on podcasting in a thoughtful way. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I think we've talked about it and it was a big topic in our office today about how heavy the advertising is on any Spotify original show Mm -hmm. or a ringer show and just getting absolutely bombarded with three to four ads per time slot. So I don't know how thoughtful that is or if your only thought is revenue, not user experience. One thing I did find interesting though, having listened to a lot of Spotify ringer stuff recently, is that they've now got Bill Simmons doing ad reads for Australian products. And he's saying, hello, Australia, this is Bill Simmons, da 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 which I'd not heard before. So do you think that's AI? I'm not sure because there was that discussion ages ago. Talk we, about we sort of thought, yeah. you know, is this where they're trying to go? It's like we've got enough, you know, of the data from him, enough of that sort of backlog of, of him talking about various bits and pieces. He can theoretically be a voice that's used to just... Well, maybe he's bending, bending his back a little bit more. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, but what he said was the key focus was doubling down on th- things we see that work and investing in new areas and pulling back on things that haven't been as profitable. I mean, that's a hell of a call, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon he should, um, they sh- that should go into like Harvard Business School. You should be taught that. Double down on things that work, <laughs> pull back on things that don't. 
He goes on to explain that we believe creating podcasts and having Spotify originals will be part of the strategy. We're also going to think about what's the best way to produce content with a business partner with that content. What's the best way to share in the risk and reward of that content with our partners. Mm. That plays both ways. Oh, sharing the risk, cool, sharing the reward. I think that's what podcasting is. Everywhere outside of, say, a Spotify or an Audible, you are sharing in the risk and reward mm. because you're putting your balls it, on the line. Yeah, and that's the thing that Spotify has always had the attraction of is like we're going to put you on our platform, we're going to pay you a set rate for every episode you produce, and that's guaranteed money. So I think this is just them coming back to the pack really yeah. and just realising that we're all in the same boat. Yeah, that's right. We're all in this together. By throwing you know, hundreds of millions of dollars at one single talent, then that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to crack podcasting. I think it's a lot more nuanced than that. For a very, uh, very innovative company, they've ended up back in the same boat with all of us. Hey, but good on them for trying. Let's have more trying. Definitely. On that bombshell, thanks everyone for listening for another week. Uh, thanks for Mandy, obviously, for, for pulling this yeah, shit show together. We've dodged from one microphone to another, so the work has been cut out for her for this week. So if we sound a little bit weird, it's because of that. Yeah, we had to do some jumping around. One of the mics failed a and couple times. Thanks to Ruby for running the socials. We're getting some great engagement there. I'd love to see all the new stories and everything come up. So please do get involved on that one at behind underscore the underscore podcast. Mama mia, here I go again. Bye bye. How can I resist you?